You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody back to Chairgate in episode 14. We are now in week three of college football. We've managed to stay alive this long. Unfortunately, this episode we don't have an interview because Jay hasn't brought anything to the table, but we do have a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Jay, let's start with our week two picks and how much better I'm doing than you. Uh, you're ahead by two games, yep. and honestly, just just one game because I accidentally put in a game wrong. But okay, uh, so I'm not going to hold that over you yeah. for the rest um, for the rest of the time. Uh, yeah, so I think you're 26 correct games. I'm at 24. Yep. A uh, very easy gap to overcome, so I wouldn't get too cocky. Just like I wasn't too cocky last week even though I was killing you. Well, um, this is just I'm the beginning, just... so I'm, I'm cocky because I know I'm just going to get better from here. All right, well, we'll, we'll revisit this after next week um, <laughs> because I've got a few insider trading uh, about about our games upcoming. Okay, so, well, that's against the law, uh, so. Well, no, I, I just I just told myself, though, so I think I'm, I'm free. We'll look into the legalities of this later. Uh, do you just want to go down on the list and let everybody know how much better I'm doing than you? Just kind of skim well, it through. Sounds like, well, it sounds like you're cocky enough. Let's just hear. How about you just talk for the rest of the time? Okay, cool. So we'll start with Ohio-Purdue. Jay picked Ohio like an idiot. I picked Purdue. Obviously, I was right. He claims that he meant to pick Purdue. How convenient. Well, I do have proof of this. I have I have my notes that are saved, and it's time-stamped and everything. But like well, I said, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I'm, I'm just going to keep moving any, on. Anyone that listened to last week knows that you argued for Ohio State. And by argued, I mean you just said, I don't know why I picked them. Regardless, uh, we— Ohio State or Ohio? Ohio. Anyway, we, we both picked Memphis, and if they would have played, they probably would have won. So we're not counting that as a win either, but I think we both were right on that one. What else? Kansas— I said this last week. I said this is the one time I've ever picked Kansas to win in a football game. Don't let me down. Guess what they did? They let me down. 
They lost to Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah, you picked them too. They lost to Central Michigan. That was really bad. Central Michigan, and I will go back and admit I was wrong. Jay sent me something last week. I said that they had to go into triple overtime. I was totally wrong. I'm very embarrassed. They only went into double overtime with Rhode Island. Well, the only reason I sent that was because I I said, are you sure about that? And you were so confident that it's triple overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just curious where that confidence came from. My confidence comes from just sounding confident because if you don't know something for sure you just sound overly confident and people believe you well i didn't believe you that's why I well just, i didn't want to sit there and argue with you even you've I had just facts right in front of my face you've just known me long enough so most people this is how i live my life i just it's how i get jobs this is how i get girlfriend this is girlfriend, how you just kept that singular th- yeah because i have one so <laughs> if she listens she'll be like yeah good move moving on we both picked ODU over UMass. Good pick. I picked Duke over Northwestern because I'm smart and you're not. We both picked Iowa. That was a good one, but it was a really good game. So that one, uh, I feel like I just got lucky with the Iowa pick. Iowa State looks better than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Right. You picked you picked UTEP over Rice, and I, I called you out on this one. I said that you're wrong. UTEP's one of the worst teams this year. I was right. Well, like I said, I, I've got money on over two and a half wins on UTEP, so I'm just every chance I can get to pick UTEP, I'm I'm going to be supporting my minors. Yeah, and I can respect that as long as you're not putting money on each game. I know you're putting money on money on their overall record, which is insane. But mm-hmm. I mean, they should win two games. I mean, it's not a terrible well, bet. No, like two, two, I would still lose. I need three. Oh, oh, that's probably not well this was kind of a must win uh i've looked at the rest of their schedule and it's not looking too good rice was definitely one of their oh, top three easiest games that's but you never know they, they might pull an upset or two that's what i'm kind of hoping for now yeah i don't have much hope but good for you uh, put your money where your mouth is uh we both picked indiana over uva yeah, they look they looked a lot better than virginia yeah and indiana looks really good like we talked oh. about last week they look like it, they can compete solid well, yeah, really good compared to how they have been. How about that? They're, yeah, they're maybe like a like a seven win team. That's good for them. If I'm an Indiana fan, I'm like, hey, I'm only here for basketball. If we're winning Consistent. at football I too, think, I think they won seven games last year. I want to say six okay, or seven games well, last year. I'm thinking they're pretty good this year. So you can you can hate on them all you want. We both picked Western Kentucky. They got romped by Illinois, like pretty bad. What was it, twenty to seven? I believe. Illinois, I don't think they're as good as they looked. I think Western Kentucky might be overhyped this year. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. TCU. I picked TCU because I'm smart. You picked Arkansas because you went to an SEC school. I get it. We both picked... No, if if you actually listened to my commentary last week, I said that this was one of those games where I just... I picked one school because I... It was so close on both ends, so... That's yeah. not actually why I picked him. I'm pretty sure last week I said something like, I'm picking TCU because I'm smarter than you and I know I'm going to be right. But you right, know, well, that's, let's, get, let's get to the games where I picked him that's right. That's neither here nor there. Uh, well, let's keep going then. South Carolina picked them right. To be fair, you also picked South Carolina. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, that was, that was, I'm still kind of shocked that Missouri was favored of them. Yeah, South Carolina was way better. And honestly, I was reading a tweet earlier. Somebody, of course, from Kentucky was like, South Carolina versus Kentucky this week is going to decide the dark horse for the SEC East. Mm. And I was like, what dark horse? South Carolina right now looks like one of the best teams in the SEC East. Yeah, well, you're saying out of seven schools, so one of the best out of the East is I think not a very bold statement. I think they're the second best. I do agree that they're they're below Georgia, maybe on the same level as Florida right now. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they're fighting for number two. 
at least number three spot. But honestly, I mean, Kentucky's a few spots below against Georgia right now. I'd, I'd guess Georgia, but uh, it's it's not as confident as I would have been to start the season. Yeah. No, I mean, South Carolina honestly looks good, and I guess the point I was trying to make to that kid is, look, Kentucky can't, is a dark horse in the SEC East. I'm not doubting that. They could upset a good team in the East. South Carolina is no longer a dark horse. People are looking at them. People know that they're going to compete in the East now. I guess that was my point, and maybe that's just me, but... I don't I, even see Kentucky as as a dark horse. I just I think their offense can't score. I don't know. They could they could upset like a Florida or Tennessee if that's I don't know. No, I don't think they'd even get past the fifty yard line against Florida. <laughs> yeah, you're they probably right. Twenty four and twenty seven against Southern Miss and Eastern Kentucky. I just yeah. I expect more out of out of Kentucky against those schools, especially on a down year for Southern Miss. Well, I guess I guess we'll see. Like he said, I guess we got we got to wait until this weekend yeah, to find I think, out. I think South Carolina's got a good defense, um, but this I guess is a game that we're going to preview probably. Okay. Did you want to? We can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll just maybe touch on it since we're already talking about them. Okay, let's shelf that for uh, later in the episode. Moving on, you picked Notre Dame, right? Oh, yeah, one. that was um, that was a good game, I think. Um, obviously, I was wrong on that one, but definitely wasn't crazy wrong. Uh, what one point no. game, I think? No, and I mean, I even admitted last week that Notre Dame actually looks like a good team this year. Usually, I yeah. hate Notre Dame. But I can admit when I'm wrong, they look like they're pretty good this year. And a loss to Georgia, a good Georgia team, isn't that bad? A close loss. So Yeah, not as good as, as I was hoping uh, Notre Dame would look. Um, but Georgia's defense is fast as hell. Like They are a lot better than I expected. And to be fair, did you see photos of the fans at the game? Yeah, that was nuts. That was an away game for Notre Dame. That was an away game. Yeah. That was like... That was yeah, insane. What was the deal with that? I feel like they. I thought they had good fans. I thought least, so too. Like a dedicated fan base. Um, you probably saw the same like tweet I did. Maybe it was on Reddit, and it said, "Notre Dame fans, stop scalping your tickets because yeah. this is yeah. what happens." Like it's like half the stadium. And did you see the Cubs games? People were chanting UGA throughout the entire uh, field. Well, I guess I mean Georgia fans do travel. I didn't know. I know Big they. Fan base. That's the thing. They do. They're like the the silent majority of college football. People forget they have a, a huge fan base all over the country. They mm-hmm. just haven't been that good in a while. Overshadowed by LSU and Alabama and you know some of the other SEC schools, but Georgia has a huge fan base. I've been all over the country and seen Georgia fans. So when mm-hmm. they're good, I think they're going to start showing up again. Yeah. So that was definitely a big win for them. Uh, quote unquote on the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quote. Jake Fromm uh, didn't come out super impressed. Uh, Notre Dame, I think, has got a pretty athletic defense. But uh, as a true freshman on your first start on the road, that was, um, I mean, to get a win is, is obviously huge. We'll see. What's their schedule look like upcoming? Do they have a pretty easy schedule until league play? Let me look that up. I don't know because I know Tennessee plays Florida and Kentucky plays South Carolina. So the SEC okay. East this weekend looks stacked. I don't know where Georgia is. Yeah, yeah. Know. Georgia plays Samford, so they have a week off, and then they get straight into SEC play against Mississippi State. So Okay, um, that'll be a- So he'll get one more week to kind of settle down uh, and get into the groove. And then by then, uh, Jacob Beeson will probably be back. So that'll be a nice, interesting quarterback duel. Yeah, because the- he'll finally have a little bit more experience. Well, it'll be Eason who start who started the year versus Fromm who is replacing him. Yeah, no, I'm saying Fromm will have a bit more experience by that time. Yeah, exactly. So, so if he gets if you if he looks good against Samford, it'd be interesting to see who yeah who Kirby plays against Mississippi State. Who 
also has an, an amazing defense. This is just another year where SEC puts out just insanely athletic, fast, and physical defenses. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, it's not it's not very fun to watch, granted, but I do love a good team with a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So once again, Georgia's defense looked looked like the real deal. By the way, I skipped over Auburn Clemson. If you didn't notice. Um. Yeah. So that one you I, got wrong. I picked that one wrong. That was my bad. But yeah, I don't I don't know how to defend myself on that one. I just got that one wrong. Yeah. I mean, talk about defense. Those two defenses. I mean, Clemson definitely has probably the best defense behind Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 just gonna stop saying that teams look as good or better than Alabama. <laughs> but yeah, because we're about to get there, into if that. There is too. a unit that looks close to Alabama, and maybe this is just how bad the offensive line for Auburn was yeah. and how bad the play calling was by Auburn. Uh, but, I mean, 11 sacks in the game, and I rewatched it. Uh, a few of those were on Stidham, just holding the ball out too long or just mm-hmm. not looking uh, anywhere else. Um, so the the O line wasn't as bad as advertised, and in fact, the first half there was quite a bit of holes in the running game, and even in the second half a little bit. It's just the play calling I came away not very impressed with. Yeah, I also think I maybe underhyped or underexpected um, on Clemson's defense. They are so good. They are. They are, and I, I guess I just had more faith in Auburn's offensive abilities than I did in Clemson actually being able to stop them. And mm-hmm. I was I was wrong on that one. Clemson's defense, like you said, is amazing. So one one concern I have is I don't know how many of these schools there are in the ACC, but just some air raid team that will spread it out against Clemson. Uh, not like what what Auburn did was just run the the speed option every play, the 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 read option, but a team that can actually challenge Clemson's DBs because I know they did lose a lot uh, this past season. Right. Obviously, the strength of their defense lies in the defensive front which is what Auburn tried to challenge like three-fourths of their plays. But if a team like Penn State or Oklahoma State, I know I'm naming some of the best teams in the country, but <laughs> oh, just, just a, team, a, few. a team in that sim- in that similar mold where they can just uh, just launch it and maybe, you know, get a few get a few downfield and then kind of challenge Clemson's offense, you know, put them on the def- put them on defense. <laughs> uh, that could be definitely a challenging uh, task, but like I said, I don't know how many of those schools there are on the remainder of Clemson's schedule until they face the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many are left in the the ACC. Louisville looked, I guess. I guess Louisville's probably going to be that, but their O line is just so suspect that I doubt Lamar Jackson's going to have any time to to do anything back there. Right, he's not going to be able to scramble against their. Well, he's going to try, but it's just they're so fast. Right, that. It's going to put him in a tough spot because he's going to be running against guys that are almost as fast as him. Right. Clemson is not North Carolina. No, no. Um, and even against North Carolina, their defense gave up, what was it, 30-something. We'll probably preview that game, though. Uh, that's definitely one of the bigger games this week. Okay. So, um, But but just a few more things on that Clemson-Auburn game. Um, when I rewatched it, I did notice there was – it seemed like a, like a turning point in the, the game was in the uh, – the first quarter when uh, Auburn was up 6 nothing, and they were actually driving. It, it looked like they kind of figured out how to run it on Clemson early. Right. They're getting they're getting five yards of carry, and it looked it looked like they are driving down near midfield, I, I want to say, and they tried a flea flicker on second and five. It resulted in an intentional grounding 
put them back. It was like second and 22 at that point. And then that just stopped all momentum. I want to say they they threw a pick maybe after that. But it just seemed like they had them figured out. And then Gus Malzahn tried too hard. Mm. Uh, tried to force something. Tried to make a big play. When if they would have just stuck with their game. Because right before half, that's when Clemson scored their touchdown. And then it was kind of all downhill from there. They tried to play way too aggressive after that. But it was just something I noticed. Uh, you can't you can't play from behind against Clemson. It's it's too tough. So words of wisdom from Jay: Don't try very hard and don't lose at any point in the game. Uh, don't try very hard is probably not the best advice. Mm. I think you you might have twisted my words on that one. Oh, okay. Well, well, I think that's what you were saying. So just so the audience knows, Jay says don't try at all and don't ever be down at all. And then, and then Kelly Bryant. One last thing before we move on, that quarterback for Clemson, Kelly Bryant, not super impressed. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the completions were actually just the Clemson receivers making great plays and tight right. coverage. Yeah. Like Auburn, Auburn's defense. I don't think we touched on that. They're gonna win Auburn eight games this year, but they were they were playing their receivers real well, and it was just a lot of close. I mean, Kelly Bryant, credit to him for making the throws. But it just seemed like Clemson was was winning those one-on-one battles. And I think that's all I got for this game. Okay. Well, that was a good review. I hope everybody listens. Jay knows only about Auburn-Clemson. So, moving on. <laughs> well, USC-Stanford, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. Oh, okay, good. Because I don't, you know how I am with the pack. If it's not my uh, UW, my boys in Washington, then I don't really care. Moving on, Oklahoma versus Ohio State. We were both wrong on this one. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I was wrong because I'm not on the Ohio State hype train anymore. Yeah, no. That... Oklahoma made JT Barrett look like a scrub. Yeah, which is ironic because Ohio State did the exact same thing to Baker Mayfield last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... it is kind of interesting. Yeah, because um, yeah, they, they made JT Barrett look like a Heisman winner last year, and that's the exact same thing that happened this year. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't know the last time I remember I, if I hated a college football player as much as I hated Baker Mayfield after that game. Why do you hate Baker? I, see, I love him. Oh, my God. That's just such a – look, I don't think he should have come out and apologized. If you're going to be that kind of guy, don't apologize for it. You know, just embrace it. That almost made me hate him even more because I was like, ew. If you're going to run on the field after you win on the road and plant your flag in the middle of their field, at least you know embrace it and be like, yeah, we beat them. Like, what are you going to do about it? He apologized. That was almost more annoying to me. But on top of that, don't be a fucking dick, man. You just won the game. Like, learn how to win. Just like, just like you're supposed to learn how to lose, don't be a sore winner. Don't run onto somebody uh, an opposing field and stick a flag in their field. That's just a douchey move. I mean, yeah, if I was an Ohio State fan, I'd hate that. But this is why this is one of the and I hate I Ohio. I hate Ohio State. I've never thought I would defend Ohio State before, and I really don't hate Oklahoma. I've never. I'm not like a Longhorn fan. I've never had hatred for Oklahoma. I just don't like Baker Mayfield. Well, I just think this is one of the reasons that I love college football. Is I'll never see these kind of things in the NFL. This is just this is like the the novelty of this sport, and also Baker Mayfield is just probably maybe outside of Lamar Jackson the most fun player to watch. Yeah, um, I agree the with things, that. The things he did against Ohio State were just he was a magician. Yeah, well, I know one player he couldn't get past. Uh, yeah, okay, so. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Now we're just going <laughs> to... Actually, I am going to talk about that later in the next segment we have. I won't Just give me like a five-second heads up so I can go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, no, when I talk about Houston later, I am going to talk about Ed Oliver and how he stopped Baker Mayfield last year, how he stopped Lamar always Jackson. Have to, always have to cling on to things from the past. Uh, no, I don't. I can talk about their game last oh, week. Oh, their game against Arizona. I'm sure they looked really good against uh, one of the worst teams in the Power Five. Not the one of the worst teams in the Power Five, one of the worst teams in the Pack. All right, well, because Kansas uh, is the worst continue? team in the Power Five. Let's, let's continue on to. Um, uh, do you want to hit some of the other games before I get into Stanford USC? Yeah, we'll just go through the list and then finish it up with Houston, Arizona, and Stanford USC. Well, let's talk about Minnesota beating Oregon State. No surprise there. Oregon State. You want to talk about the worst team in the Pac-12? Wow. Oregon State was actually favorite. I know, but we both picked Minnesota, and we both said I know, that. I just, unless I unless I read that wrong, I mean, Oregon State was a two and a half point favorite home favorite. So no, they were, but I mean, it's I, not, it's we not both a guarantee that they're going to lose. No, it's not a guarantee, but we did mention it last week, and for all of our listeners, if you don't bet on at least what I'm saying, then you're stupid. Oregon State's the worst team in the pack. That's what I think. So Minnesota won, not surprised. And then you know we can just talk about how the pack just did awful this week. You know, oh, yeah, it's not a good look. No. So Arizona State lost to San Diego State, mm-hmm. right? Not even on our list, but Washington State barely beat Boise State in overtime. And Triple. They got... Oh, <laughs> whoa, are you sure about this one? <laughs> no, I'm 100% sure. Yeah. And, uh, and they only, I mean, they got lucky going into overtime with that wild punt in the fourth quarter. I don't know, Utah beat BYU in the Holy War. And Arizona lost to Houston. Oh, did they? I had no idea. So the pack looked bad this week. And even even the in-conference game, Stanford versus USC, I don't think there could have been a worse outcome. No, I agree. Because it just showed the, the serious flaws in Stanford. I mean, it definitely showed that, that USC was a serious contender, but yeah, but when you US... at least want a close game and, and to show that there's you know top power in this in this conference so the worst thing that could possibly happen to this conference okay maybe not the worst thing possible well i think but, a few more yeah. no no but what i'm saying is this weekend if usc loses to texas oh that would be yeah that would be detrimental stanford lost to usc this weekend weekend one usc almost lost to western michigan so they didn't look good but then they beat people thought that Sanford would be the best team and then they lose. So now if they lose to Texas, that just throws everything off. Yeah. And then, um, Oregon almost blew their like five touchdown lead. Yeah. 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 
um, coming in as 14-point favorites, which they did look pretty good in the first half. They did. So I guess now USC... Yeah, it's just like the cyclical thing where each conference has its its good week and its bad week, and this was definitely the bad week for well, the Pac-12. Well, USC has to beat Texas, and Colorado and Washington have to keep winning. That's, I mean, for the Pac to look relevant, that's what has to happen. Yeah, no, if Stanford continues um, the season and maybe wins out or loses one game, I think their schedule looks pretty good from now on, but if they just win out or lose one game, like that's definitely a marquee win and it doesn't look as bad but yeah just the way the way that they beat them uh definitely points out some flaws and getting into that game usc has some legit running backs that i was not i mean i knew ronald jones was legit and he has got world-class speed and athleticism but um that freshman stephen carr is incredibly shifty um and that one-two punch between them uh, and then Sam Darnold as quarterback. Just get ready for the 2005 comparisons. That's true. That, well, they, to the, to the liner, they've the already started and the, it. And the um, Lendell White, that one, two, three. Because it's honestly, it looks very similar. Because Sam Darnold, um, I mean, yeah, the, the Matt Liner comparisons are going to be happening. But Ronald Jones and Stephen Carr look eerily similar to Reggie Bush and Lendell White with the speed and then the, the bigger shifty. I mean, Stephen Carr is not quite as big as Lendell White, but um it's just it's a little eerie and then they play ut so that's another piece to the puzzle yeah but like we said in last week's episode texas always plays their competition so i'm just worried that you know texas beats the hell out of san jose state which i mean they should that's come on they couldn't even sell out their stadium i'm not going to get into a rant about texas yet but you're right i mean that would be detrimental to usc if they lost to texas and the conference as a whole. Yep. Yeah, they have to win that game for the Pac-12 to seem still good. They have to win that game. God forbid people start thinking the Big 12 is good. If um, yeah, if USC like I think right now they're they're probably in the playoffs. I haven't seen any playoff projections right now, but I'd have to say after that showing against Stanford, they're probably in the playoffs as of this week. If they lose Texas, I don't think there's any situation or any scenario of the season that puts them back in the playoffs. No, no, there's no way. Even if they, I just don't. Yeah, I agree. That I don't one loss, see it. That one loss in a one-loss team in a playoff has to be against a quality team, and yep. Texas doesn't fit that criteria after losing to Maryland. It's kind of like so many levels of transitive property, uh, and that's I don't like getting caught up in that, but but it just it does it would not be good. No, I agree. Uh, they have and to, then yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch a ton of Sam Darnold last year, so I kind of just went with the hype that everybody was telling me about. Um, but I, was, I wasn't super impressed at the beginning of the game. I thought some of his footwork was a little shoddy. Um, some of his decision-making, he threw two picks that were kind of forced, but I was blown away by how quick his release was, and he just, he's just kind of like gritty. I don't know. He's kind of got a little bit of Baker Mayfield where he'll uh, he's just good at escaping and kind of doing those unorthodox plays well he even said in an interview like what was one usc football player you looked up to and of course he said matt liner of course so the comparisons are already getting i hate it because he seems like such a good guy like smart yeah fuck that uh, guy like just uh humble super calm and he's 19 years old yeah so yeah I i hate that he's playing at usc actually do we want to talk about how bad stanford looked I mean, yeah, we can discuss half, that. They ran yeah. it real well. I was just so disappointed. Yeah, I think we just I think we just hyped up their defense too much because we've because seen Paxton. what 
David Shaw has done for the past you know five years. Because of Paxton, our interview. Well, got, yeah, that got, definitely got us. I got so hyped up for them. I but, was like, I mean, I I would have picked him even without him. Just no, that's that true. Yeah, Western Michigan. That's true. Uh, yeah, I would. I think most people picked them. Just I, yeah, I think um, I think Stanford gave up 300 yards through the air and on the ground for the first time since David Shaw's been there. I think that's the stat that I saw. I will say Paxton did warn us in the interview. We said that. Stanford was just going to beat the hell out of USC, and Paxton said that you can't count on those week one games because they're not running any of their plays. They're not showing you anything. Mm-hmm. So he did actually, you know, ironically, yeah, he did kind of warn of his, us. That's just his easy, his easy out. Well, his easy it's out like, works. Oh, just in case I'm wrong, I have something to, like, oh, I did say this. Well, he never said that they would whoop him. He just said, like, yeah, I think we'll win. Like, I hope all that, you know. But mm-hmm. his out works. I mean, it worked. He was right. Anyway, we don't know. We don't know if we can contribute to that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to him. He actually played football there. He knows the coach. I don't. Anyway, there's not much to say about my Houston Arizona game. I was gonna get into it a little bit more in my G5 teams yeah, that I get, like. We can get on in there. Okay. Do you just want to transition over into that segment then? Yeah, that works. Since um, since. This is going to be kind of a theme of this week because a lot of the close games that I put on the pick'em are uh, RG five schools. Yes. It's just kind of a it's yes. kind of a weird week where there's not a lot of Power Five schools playing each other. That right, where are, there's close. there's actually like entertainment mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. So for that reason, we figured put together a list of five schools that we think are the the five best G five football programs this year. Yeah, I'm assuming our lists are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Do you want to shoot through yours real quick? Because I know you probably don't have much to say about it. Yeah, so uh, first, uh, after uh, Disappointing Week, Boise State, I still think they're the they're the best. Um, but right behind them, I think that Houston is probably the second best. Oh, whoa. Yeah. You're actually giving... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then more confidence than I am, so. That's typically how it works. Yep. Uh, and then behind them, not too far behind them, I have uh, Colorado State and South Florida. Uh, and then rounding out, I've got kind of a group of like three or four teams. I know that's probably cheating, but. Uh, and then Toledo would probably round it out. But right behind them, uh, San Diego State, App State, and Memphis. I think those are the three that would probably be on the lookout maybe if Toledo drops that game to Tulsa this week. Um, and I think what's interesting about that list is Typically, when you see these dominant non-Power 5 schools, it's because they have this uh, super powerful offense that can catch these Power 5 schools off guard. Right. Um, and that's the theme kind of with Boise State traditionally, uh, Toledo, Western Kentucky, those types of teams. But I think what Houston and um, and App State have done is take like a, a defensive approach, especially this year for Houston with their offense not being quite as dominant without Greg Ward. But their defense is still stepping up, and I think that's what it's going to oh, keep yeah. them competitive. Yep, their defense looked stout. Um, yeah, and so same goes with uh, with App State. Is they've kind of built this through defense, which is 
kind of an untraditional approach because typically defense takes uh, it requires the top athletes and that's where these non-power five schools lack right they're usually just a high-powered offense that can surprise good skill positions and good coaching and they have like a really one really good quarterback that can run outside the pocket or something yeah, yeah yeah and so that's where these non-power five schools colorado states one of those this year definitely solid offense and then south florida with um, quentin flowers but yeah that was just an interesting tidbit i thought of when i was putting up this list yeah no that's a good point all right now do you want to hear the real list uh, i think that was probably from a, uh, the most accurate list from a true g viber to be fair when i wrote my list i did not put it in order do you want me to try to put it in order um i mean mine was more of just outside of boise state and houston it was kind of just it was not super ordered okay see I think you're missing the best G5 school, the number one, San Diego State University. I know I said San Diego State was outside the list though. See, I just I think they're the best G5 school. I just I don't think they're quite as good as they have been, and I think their offense is not nearly as good without um what was his name um Peyton. Have not been impressed so far. Well, I think a Wales Vagina State University. They're currently two and zero, which now includes a win over a pack team. Granted, one of the worst pack teams. I'll you know I'll accept that, but. I think they're looking like the best G5 team, or at least the ones to beat. And, you know, maybe they're not the most talented, but this week, you know, they're facing a huge test because they're facing Stanford at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we all remember, the cards will rise in Australia, week zero. But, like we said, they showed a lot of weaknesses by losing to USC. So I think it, Stanford is beatable, as we saw, and. Will SDSU pull it off? I don't know, but I think there's a possibility they will. They're playing them at home. And so this may not be my boldest or dumbest prediction, but probably the hottest take on the show so far. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so if SDSU can sneak by this weekend with a win and beat Boise State at home in mid-October, they're actually looking at a possible undefeated season, which would include two wins against Pac-12 teams. Okay. Because they're in a weak Mountain West Conference division. The only, I think the only team they're playing from the Mountain Division is Boise State. And granted, that's a tough win, but it's not like they're stacked with them. And so if this happens, not only, I think, are they guaranteed the spot in the New Year's Bowl, but depending on records of other teams and how rankings play out, they would at least be in discussion for a possible playoff spot. If they're undefeated, if they're undefeated with two wins against P- against Pac-12 teams, and look, I'm a G5er, so I'm always looking for the situation every year. I did it with UCF, I did it with Houston. People used to do the something similar with Boise State every single season. Chris Peterson was there, so the odds of this actually happening are like slim to none, and, I, and you know I understand that. But if the Aztecs get past Stanford, beat Boise State, I mean those odds are looking likely uh, against Boise State. If they, they would have to get past Stanford and Boise State, I think they could go undefeated this year. Well, yeah, that's the biggest if I've ever heard. That'd be like that's not the biggest the if. About, They're a great the team. About Old Dominion. No, if they beat, if they beat UNC and Virginia no, Tech, they'll have to. No, have to. SDSU SDSU is a good team. You have uh, to acknowledge I that. I think we'll find out how not good they are against Stanford. <laughs> I, I honestly think they played a bit over their head against even Arizona State. Like there what? was there's. There's some stats that'll show you that Arizona State actually let that one go. Um, I'm just. Um, I, dis- I disagree. They- <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll revisit this. Okay. All uh, right. So that's that's my first one. Next one, like you said, I got Boise State. 
Um, in our week one preview, we I talked about how Boise State would open up their season with four or five, you know, immediate losses. And although although they're only one and one right now, I'm willing to admit I was totally wrong on that. They beat Troy, who I said would be a good team this year, and they lost to Washington State in overtime, pretty much just because of that wild fourth quarter punt. Like I like I said before, Washington State is a pretty good team. I don't think they're you know the best in the pack, but they're a pretty good team. And yeah, I, th- I think they're upper upper tier for sure. Yeah, and I think the fact that Boise State played a good game against them, and in my opinion, should have won if that fucking guy blocking wouldn't it wouldn't have hit his back anyway scsu and colorado state seem to be their toughest opponents i think left on the schedule so i mean i think it's possible that the broncos are sitting on seven more wins this season and will contend for the conference mm-hmm. uh colorado state i'm a lot of mountain west schools by the way if you haven't noticed yeah they're starting to take over i'm usually an american fan obviously i love the aac but the mountain west this season looks good uh, Colorado State beat arguably the worst pack team this year and then immediately lost to one of the best. Last week, they picked up their second win against the infamous FCS powerhouse Abilene Christian, which is, in, of course, in the middle of nowhere in Texas, in Abilene, for anyone that isn't from Texas. This weekend, they're playing Alabama. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about that. So, yeah, would that be the coolest upset of, like, cultural nice, history? It would be a nice litmus, litmus test, for sure. Yeah, that would be the coolest upset ever. That's not going to well, happen. if they lost by two touchdowns to Colorado, I don't have too much confidence <laughs> in them beating no. a team that's miles ahead of them. No, I have absolutely no confidence, but it would just be cool. We can admit that. What would you put the probability of them beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa? Like a realistic percent? Yeah, realistic percent five percent that's yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah because there i mean there's always a chance people get injured uh you know but that's crazy plays the highest the highest quote unquote there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) so realistically this game is just gonna kind of help us gauge where they fit into that g5 race you know how they playing against an nfl team like right how how do they compete how talented they actually are right how do they compete against the best football team you know how how are they going to compete in that situation and if they even score a few touchdowns, I'm like, hey, they're pretty good this year. I can see, yeah, I can see them scoring maybe two touchdowns. Like their their offense is pretty good. No, yeah, if they score a few touchdowns, I'm gonna be like, okay, they are that good. They scored and a again, few touchdowns. They didn't, they didn't score touchdowns against Colorado. So no, but I'm like biting everything. Else but to be fair, nobody has scored a touchdown against Colorado this season. Yeah, that's true. Yep, they're actually looking at going into Week Four against Washington with not a single team scoring a touchdown because next week they're playing what an FCS team. Northern Colorado, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that would be awesome. So I know I'm an AAC fanboy, but I'm man enough to admit that I think the Mountain Division of the Mountain West Conference right now is the toughest G5 division this year. They have Colorado State, they have Air Force, they have Boise State, they even have Wyoming. So I'm interested to see who gets out of that division alive this year. All right, what else you got? I have Houston, and I'm aware that I am I have a biased opinion for this team. But to be fair, I also tend to be more critical because of it. So I'm going to try to avoid being too much of either. Right? I'm just going to, you know, try to be fair. Because of Harvey, we See how you do. Yeah, because of Harvey, we've only seen one game out of the Cougs. And it was against a fairly weak pack team. I'm willing to admit that. But based on that one game, I think the Cougs look pretty dangerous and potentially very dangerous. It's no surprise that Houston seems to have a lot of talent because it's a school in Houston. You know, for a G5 school... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They always seem to rack up a lot of talent. That being said, U of H seems to have found their new quarterback in AM transfer, Kyle Allen, who happens to actually be from Arizona. He threw for 225 yards against Arizona, but he also threw two picks. At least one of those picks at the end of the game almost cost them the entire game, if it hadn't have been for their lockdown defense. Speaking of their defense, the most dangerous weapon for the Cougs this year once again seems to be Ed Oliver. To begin his sophomore career, he racked up 11 tackles, 8 solo, 1.5 tackles for loss, a forced fumble, and a field goal block. I mean, that that just speaks for itself. It goes without saying that he's a huge game changer. And honestly, I know you're, you just... Maybe this is where my bias comes in and I didn't want to, but I think that he should at least be in talks for a Heisman candidate. If not this year, then next year, if he keeps improving. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to put a defensive player on the ballot after one week. No, that's, but it's not one week. His freshman year, he was one of the best defensive players in the entire Yeah, NCAA. but typically when defensive players shows up, it's because they show up on the stat sheet. And I think his effect comes more of just because of how disruptive he is. Like, he didn't get a single sack. He's got to get on the, on the Heisman ballot as a defensive player you got to have like 12 sacks okay well he sacked baker mayfield twice he sacked okay. Lam- he sacked lamar jackson last year twice i know but what what were his season stats i'll have Do, to look him up yeah but... look him up he he won an award for the best defensive player of the year so he's... i know and that's that's different because they actually look deeper into that kind of stuff right. but i feel like like nadam can sue is the last um defensive lineman on the ballot and he just had he had that game against Texas where he had what four and a half sacks I think. Yeah, I still think yeah, Ed Oliver's Oliver better. only had five sacks last year. I still think Ed Oliver's better. Like he, he might be, but he just he's not going to be showing up on these on these stat sheets, and it's going to be hard to to hype him up if they're like oh five sacks, twenty two tackles for loss. That's just not not very sexy, and that's and that's probably just because they double team him or they run away from him every play, and I've. As an Ole Miss fan, I saw that with Robert Kimdichie. Right, yeah, that guy was just, a monster. It's just hard to expect a lot of stats when you're when you're getting double teamed so much because and and part of that is just because there's not many other players on Houston's defensive line that are as even close to as dominant as he is. So well, I wouldn't say that their defense line is really good. It is, but an O line can look at him and say, "We'll double yeah. team him every yeah. play and not have to worry about some other guy." I I agree with you there. So maybe you're right. I just I don't know. I think I'm just getting so hyped up because he just completely shut down last year's Heisman candidate. And I mean, I know it was last year, but he did shut down the who people are saying the top candidate this year for the Heisman. So when he gets put against, have, is there a, is there a big opponent that Houston plays this mm, year? Texas Tech. No, so, see that's the problem. Yeah, 
he needs a Heisman moment. Yeah, like, I know. Like Baker Mayfield just did against Ohio State. Yep. Maybe he'll get five sacks against Texas Tech, and then they'll. Like, that's up. really like his only. There you go. Pass. But I mean, I will say another defensive player that was a game changer in that game who seemed to get overlooked a lot was our junior safety Garrett Davis. You know, he accounted for eleven tackles, nine solos, and an interception. Another great defensive player. I'm not saying he should be a Heisman candidate, but Houston has a great defense. So all in all, it was it's good. It's it, good. It's, it, it's above average. It was a game. Well, all in all, it was a game with a good defense took advantage of a sloppy offense, and that's how that's how Houston won that game. It yeah. wasn't our offense going out and showing anything and that impressive. We have a really good defense, and Arizona's offense was sloppy as shit. They couldn't figure out who their quarterback was. So if the Cougs want to continue winning, Allen, honestly, he just needs to figure out how to not throw any more picks. And I know that sounds like the stupidest fucking thing ever, but I really think it's as simple as that. I think the talent is there. Allen, he's a really good quarterback. He just can't get sloppy and throw picks. Those those stupid turnovers are, are against a better team will kill us. So that that's my Houston one. Us. I'll you're friend in, in first person. <laughs> that's how I do it, baby. The, that's my Houston one. I will finish up my top five with South Florida. So it was great hearing, you know, the immediate strong criticism when the Bulls were down to San Jose State in the first quarter of week zero. Not even a full quarter into the game, people were already talking shit about how Strong's not a good coach. Of course, USF ended up scoring 42 points and only allowing the Spartans to score six more points in California when they won the game. In a similar performance in week one against Stony Brook, the Bulls appeared to have this, you know, found their rhythm. Their star quarterback, Quentin Flowers, so far has lived up to his hype, I think, with 398 passing yards, 137 rushing yards, and five TDs in only two games. This weekend, however, they're facing their only P5 opponent of the year, Illinois at home, who's coming off a pretty solid win over the Hilltoppers. Now, I don't know if that's Western Kentucky not being as good as I thought they were going to be or Illinois maybe being better than I thought they were. I, I don't know. Now, I know it's tough because you schedule games like three or four years in advance, but I think any contender, any G5 contending school should play at least two P5 schools, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, and especially as Illinois is your only... You know, and... And look, I'm not like saying like sitting on a soapbox and being like, "Hey, Houston, we're playing Arizona and Texas Tech this year." I'm not saying you have to play the best teams, but you know, some like some some competitive, like at least two, maybe one competitive P5, and then one not good P5. So, Do what ECU does. ECU, I don't understand how ECU schedules so many top tier games every year because they lose. That's <laughs> well, how. not. I mean, this because... year and last year, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't too long ago when they were winning 10, 10 uh, games yeah, a year. That's true. With with Ruff McNeil, uh, ECU does like, schedule it seems a lot. Like every right. year, like they're playing Virginia Tech and West Virginia. I'm going to be in Greenville for the Virginia Tech game this weekend, uh, and it's and next year they're going to have they're going to get uh, smoked by the way. North Carolina and um, last year is South Carolina and NC State. Yep. It's like every year they just schedule all these big Power Five schools around the area. No, it's all yeah, it's all ACC. I don't I don't understand it. And all the ECU fans are like, yeah, it's because we're going to get into the conference one day. Never going to happen. Just not well, going to happen. I mean, every once in a while they pull the upset and then. No, yeah, that's makes, true. Makes that school look like an idiot for scheduling them. No, that's great. And I love it because, you know, I love a good G5 upset. I love the American Conference. But, like, come on, ECU. I mean, they, this year, I don't. I honestly think that they won't win a game this year. Really? 
Have you seen their schedule? I mean, look, look at their schedule. They're gonna realistically, they're gonna go zero and eight starts the year. Mm, they're they're in the American East. That's a pretty weak division. Look, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna list their their games between. Um, okay, so they lost to James Madison by three touchdowns. Ew. They lost to West Virginia, so that's zero two. That was a bad they have loss. Virginia Tech this week, which is a loss. Wow, bad loss. South Florida. Yeah, lost. losing that. Yeah. Temple loss. Uh, Central they, Florida. Loss. BYU. Loss. Houston. <laughs> yeah. That's 0 and 8. Yeah. Like maybe they might get a win in there, but 1 and 7 is that much better? Um, yeah, and then that's the true. last four games, there's a few winnable uh, at UConn, which is probably their most winnable game. But mm-hmm. then Tulane, Cincinnati, and Memphis. Oh, I don't, I don't see more than two wins on that schedule. No, you're right. There's not more than two wins. I think they might be able to pull it off against Temple. Temple's looking just, you know, not great this year after the loss of Matt Rule and just they didn't return a lot of talent. Yeah, but did Temple lose to James Madison? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just trying to like pick a, pick a maybe. No, they're gonna lose to Cincinnati too. Oh my God, what if they lost every game this year? That'd be so. After after running Ruff McNeil out, who is like beloved in Greenville. Yeah. Uh that's just. Yeah, uh, that's really unfortunate. Montgomery, I think, is our coach now. He's oh man, that's rough. That's really unfortunate. I don't want to see ECU do bad. I think that's a that's a G five school I'd like to see do well. Mm-hmm. So Alright, well do you have any other schools on your on your list before we move on to this week's games? I guess just to I'm just gonna sum up my South Florida. I just wanna say that if they can get past Illinois with a win, the Bulls don't have much competition until late October when they face Cincinnati, Houston, and Tulsa in three consecutive away weeks. You know, against some of the best, the conference's toughest opponents, in my opinion. So I called it preseason, and I still stand by it. I think South Florida will win the weaker East Division of the American, but uh, you know, I think winning the conference, we'll just have to see how it plays out for them. All right, uh, we don't have to go through all the games this week because you don't know my picks. I know your picks, but there oh. are five games where we have differences. Okay, just go um, through the ones you want to go through. Okay. And tell um, me. UCLA Memphis, we both have we both have Josh Rosen. Yep. <laughs> um, we got Kansas Ohio. We both have Ohio. Mm-hmm. Because you're just you're jumping off that Kansas. No, ship. yeah, I'm done. I won't ever support them again. That's a that's a noon game on ESPNU. Okay. So yeah. nationally televised Kansas at Ohio. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. ESPN is dog shit, and I hate them. I'm I think I'm thinking about getting PlayStation View, so I don't have to deal with ESPN anymore. Well, PlayStation, you watch ESPN through Review, right? No, I just watch it on, like, the Apple TV. If you get PlayStation View, they have, like, all these other games you can get. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been thinking about that for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to upgrade to PlayStation View. Iowa State at Akron. We both have the Cyclones after a pretty impressive game last week. <sighs> that was my Cyclone noise. Nice. Yep. You could have probably just done, like, a, a sound effect. <sighs> That was a sound effect, actually, right there. That sounded pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Coastal Carolina, UAB. We both have Coastal. Sorry. And Sorry, Blazers. game is not a, is not televised, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Damn it. That's some bullshit. I want to see yeah, that there's, game. There's two games on the list that aren't televised. Ohio, game. Kansas, they're going to televise, but no, I'd rather see Coastal and UAB. Yeah. A thousand percent. Uh, Middle Tennessee versus Minnesota. We both have Minnesota. So, so far, Let's we're go all Gophs. in agreement. Yep. And then uh, Tennessee, Florida, the classic 3:30 CBS game. This has 3:30 CBS written all over it. <laughs> yeah. uh, not much offense going to be in this game. No, uh, no, that's going to be a boring I, I game. Picked, 
I picked Florida just because I think their defense is probably top 10 most talented in the country. I'm with you. I don't think they're going to be moving the ball, but I just I can't pick against them. No, yeah, I picked Florida also. Their defense is um, stout. I it wasn't I wasn't happy when I picked them. I I think Florida's not very good, but their defense, their defense is bad. Just too but, good. Or their offense is bad, but yeah, their defense is really good. Uh, and then Purdue at Missouri. You picked Purdue, and I went with Missouri. I have no faith in Missouri after that embarrassing loss to South Carolina. I, well, I think South Carolina is actually pretty good. But, I, I think they are uh, too, but I think you, you've you been overlooking Purdue for a while. Ooh, I don't think so. Okay. But this is this is a 4 o'clock game on SC Network. And on to LSU at Mississippi State. This is a 7 o'clock game on ESPN, the ESPN Network. <laughs> okay. You went, you went with LSU, and I am picking the upset here at Mississippi State. That's stupid. You're wrong. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm all in on the Nick Fitzgerald hype train. He, oh my god, he looks pretty good. Uh, and I saw what he did to Ole Miss last year. Yeah, defense, you've just you've just been in Mississippi too long. I think that's your problem. Your defense is, is physical. It's not outstanding, but it's not like LSU's offense is world beaters either. Their defense is dominant, but I just feel like Nick Fitzgerald and his wheels uh, is going to be able to get something done in Starkville. All right. Well, you're going to be wrong on that one also. All right, uh, Southern Miss at Louisiana Monroe. We both went Southern Miss. Okay, nice. This is seven o'clock on ESPN three, uh, and then Louisiana Tech at Western Kentucky. We both went Western Kentucky. That's uh, my hilltopper noise. Not, that's the other game that's not televised. It's Damn seven, it! I know. Gonna have to be keeping up with that one on the ESPN app. Fucking assholes, man. Uh, to, uh, Tulsa at Toledo. You went Tulsa. Yeah, of course I did. Now I went Toledo. Do you want me to talk about this game? Go for it. Okay, so this was actually my G5 game to watch of the week. I think I even already posted the article on our blog about it. Last week, D'Angelo Brewer rushed for 267 yards and three TDs, which is the second highest rushing performance in AAC history, which means just since 2013. Their defense, on the other hand, did give up 596 passing yards and 287 rushing yards against Louisiana Lafayette at home. So, although they beat the Raging Cajuns by 24 points, they only obtained 71 more total yards. Defense just looking garbage for Tulsa, but I'm sticking with my guns because I said they were going to be really good this year, and D'Angelo Brewer is as good as I said he was going to be preseason. Toledo is undefeated, but against no real competition. They do have their senior quarterback, Logan Woodside, throwing for 546 yards, along with two stud young running backs, Tompkins and Seymour, rushing for... Swanson? Seymour? Well, they've got three quarter, They've got the three running backs. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Swanson too. Hold on. So these two guys combined have rushed for 303 yards in two games, but their senior running back Swanson, who also catches, uh, has rushed for 137 yards, four TDs, and 44 receiving yards. So their offense looks also fucking stout. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure how much defense is going to be going on. It's like the opposite of the Tennessee Florida game. Yep. If you want to watch a boring-ass SEC East game, watch that game. If you want to watch a high-scoring, fun-as-shit, high-tempo game, watch this game. It's going to be badass. And I yeah. I only picked Tulsa because I I was bragging about them you know, preseason, mm-hmm. so I feel like I need to validate why I was saying those things. I think both these offenses look sweet. 
Yeah, I don't have as much confidence in Tulsa's offense after after how much they lost. I was hoping that they would be good because that game against Oklahoma State I was pretty hyped for. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so much more confident in Toledo's offense, and that's the main reason I picked them. It's yeah. on ESPN3, so it's nationally televised. You can get it on your computer. <laughs> it should be on so much more. That's just sad. But, yeah, no, I, I think both have great def- uh, offenses. Both have no defenses, in my opinion. That's why it's going to be so much fun. But I also think Tulsa has seen tougher competition. I think... Louisiana Lafayette is a better team than Nevada or God. What was that first team they played? Hartford. Yeah, maybe something. Like it was some just like FCS team. So I think Toledo. Yeah, they have these six stats on offense, and I think their offense is good, but they haven't had to be tested yet. And I'm not saying Tulsa is some like badass P5 school, but I think I think they'll test them a little bit on offense. They'll test Toledo's defense. So. Okay. Um, on to Kansas State Vanderbilt. Maybe the most underrated game uh, yeah. of the week. Yeah. This is the game I'm probably looking most forward to. Uh, and unfortunately, it got the ESPNU. Um, yeah. God, uh, I hate ESPN. on ESPNU is because the, the ESPN game is LSU Mississippi State, but ESPN2 is showing Alabama at Colorado State. Colorado State, Alabama. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what? So they <laughs> that the new stadium, they're the getting ESPNU, a lot. And I feel like this is low-key the uh, the most com- competitive uh, game of the week. And, I mean, it's a great offense in Kansas State. I'm probably overusing great. It's maybe not great, but... Very good. Very solid, well-coached, yep. just sound offense yep. with Jesse Ertz at quarterback, who's having a killer year. And um, one of the most impressive defenses so far in Vanderbilt. So it's... Just two super well coached, like uh, fundamentally sound teams going. So out. both teams are all white, is what Jay is saying. Well, that's that's the idea. But <laughs> fundamentally sound. But no, no Vanderbilt. Not athletic. Just, yeah. Vanderbilt's got quite a lot of athletes. Yeah. Uh, their defense is looking is looking really good. Kansas State's favored, and um, uh, I know you picked them. I'm going with Vanderbilt just because. I'm confident in that defense. Yeah, I don't think that's a terrible pick. That one could go either way. I also don't think it was picked up by anybody bigger because they're both in big conferences, yeah, but neither one is a brand name. Mm -hmm. Neither one's a household name, so I just don't think any of the networks care. If you want to hear something cool, this is kind of how counterbalanced this matchup is. Kansas State, this is according to S&P Plus, Bill Connolly metric. Nice. Kansas State ranks 19th in offense and 61st in defense while Vanderbilt ranks 71st in offense and 24th in defense. So they're almost perfect mirrors of each other. Ugh. Yes. So it's like they almost fit like gloves. Like it's going to be just a cool matchup. Uh, expecting a very close game. Uh, my, I guess really what I chose was the home field advantage. Okay. It's not, yeah. it's not like Vanderbilt has crazy home field advantage, but I don't know. That's just in a game like this, I kind of just, I typically choose the home field. I'm curious as to know what they'll talk what they'll say about this game on podcast and play nobody because you know smp he should love this yeah no i'm sure he does i'll have to give him a listen uh, as soon as we're done recording this i probably should have listened to it before we're- lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Record this. Did so they steal uh, all these points. <laughs> I don't think they recorded the episode for, like, the preview for this week, though. I think they might not have. No, I don't, check. I don't think they have. So we need to shoot them something and be like, hey, what do you think of this game? Oh, I'm sure they're talking about it. Um, so after that, another SEC game. Kentucky, South Carolina. Well, I guess it wasn't SEC, but there was an SEC team involved. We kind of referenced this in our in our recap of last week. Yeah, Kentucky, South Carolina. It's a 7:30 on SEC Network. South Carolina is almost a touchdown favorite. Last time I checked, mm-hmm. we both went Gamecocks here. I'm shocked that it's not a bigger spread than it is. Yeah, has. I know we talked about this earlier, but I agree. I think South Carolina is the real deal this year, at least in the SEC East. They're improved. They're improved. Big well, time. I no, I think in the SEC East though, they're a real deal. Yeah, and I don't think Kentucky is even close. I think Kentucky's behind um, behind Vanderbilt. They actually might be. I think you might be right on that. I think Missouri's the worst team in that like They just don't do anything good, it seems like. Yeah. South Carolina at least has um, a good defense, good-ish defense, and Jake Bentley, who you can rely on to make some great plays. And um, Debo Samuel, um, he's doing it all for – I mean, I'm sure you've heard about him by yep. now, but he's he's been doing it all for, for the Gamecocks, returning kicks – their leading receiver he's third on the team in rushing um he's just so dynamic that i feel like he's probably gonna be the difference maker um him and jake bentley so like i said i'm, I'm just surprised that this spread is only at six and a half yeah i agree i think south carolina should be more heavily favored for this, sure Yeah, this is one of those games that you kind of think that vegas knows something yeah exactly and i made this mistake earlier and i i don't want to doubt them anymore i'm scared i'm actually scared yeah i might pick against <laughs> Um, but unless you have anything else to say on that, we have probably the the biggest game of the week. I know that ESPN chose it as the biggest game because it has game day, but Clemson at Louisville. It's an 8 o'clock game on ABC. Clemson enters as a three-point favorite. Yeah, so, I mean, we both went Clemson, right? Yeah, both went Clemson, uh, largely due to the defense. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, largely due to a lot of things, but that's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson's still a great player, there's no doubt, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to do what he did last year with the team he has this year. He just can't do it against a defense like Clemson has. Like we talked about earlier, he won't be able to get past their defensive line. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Well, and even if he does get by their defensive line, he's going to be so spread out that the linebackers and the defensive backs are going to be able to have more time to get to him. Yeah, his team is not um, great this year. And it's, it seems, yeah, it's like the, the Lamar show. It's the only times that he's going to be able to win is when he himself can out talent the rest of the team combined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's just such a tall task, Clemson. The only thing that Louisville has going for him this week is Blackout Week. Mm. Blackout game. That, yeah, that's true. That always, you should always add like four points. Don't they like always win when they're blackout? I'd have to look into that, but. If a team's going blackout that game, and it's eight o'clock on ABC, like you've got to add a few points to that. Yep. Yeah, I used to love when Houston went blackout. Okay. Just so referencing back to my team, I think we beat Louisville when we went blackout at home. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty relatable. Yep. Uh, so return of the Mac. We have Cincinnati at return Miami. Of the Mac. Miami of Ohio. Yep. Uh, and Miami is a four and a half point favorite. I don't understand that at all. Cincinnati looked, you know, not that bad against Michigan. Yeah, and that's that was my that was my first impression was I was going to go Cincinnati because of how they looked against Michigan because I, I watched that that full game. Yeah, 
I think we're just overrating Michigan. Oh, interesting. I think their defense is legit, and we saw two of the top defenses go at each other against Florida. But uh, I just – and I don't even know if their defense is, is that good. But um, but their offense – and it they couldn't move the ball against Cincinnati. Well, until the fourth quarter, but that should be expected. I just – I don't know enough about Miami, but I wasn't impressed with Cincinnati against Austin P. Uh, two weeks ago. So, strictly for that fact, I just went Miami. So, you actually picked Miami? Yeah, yeah, I would pick Miami. Sorry, I didn't, wow. I didn't let you know that. No, you didn't even... I thought you picked Cincinnati. Wow. Okay. Oh. Well, dumb pick, so I'm going to be right again. AAC, uh, and baby. And then, Troy at New Mexico State. I picked Troy. And so did you. Yep. Don't have much to say about that. <laughs> no. Arizona, and then finally, Arizona State at Texas Tech. And that's an 8 o'clock game on Fox Sports. Uh, so, that's actually the last game. Um, there's no... 10 o'clock games, 11 o'clock games. That's that's it. Who'd you pick? For us. Uh, Texas Tech. So did you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tech doesn't look as bad as I thought they would be, actually. Yeah, their defense actually looks, like, alive. Surprisingly. That's, so yeah, that's I did not expect that. Two weeks that. in a row I've picked against my Arizona State. Speaking <laughs> of, we're going to do another uh, another pick em. I Pick em. I don't know the, the term for it. Conference team pick. The... Conference alive. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I know you like to do the random selection, so why don't you go ahead and start it off with random, and yep. I'll so actually this, think. For this week, we are doing Big 12. I've got all the teams listed right here. And I, already have, generate. I already have a few like ready to go in my head as to who I want to pick. But. And I am just going to press randomize, and whoever I get, I'm going to be following. And, oh, yes, I swear this is who I got, Oklahoma State. Nice. That's a cool one. That's who I was really hoping for. Click, click one for me just for fun. Okay, this I'm, is going to be funny. I'm probably not going to go with it. <laughs> well, you got Oklahoma State again, so let me randomize it. Well, Kansas that's... State. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Okay. See, I was actually going to pick Iowa State. Let's see how many times it takes until I go to Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa State. Oh, six times. <laughs> okay. Go for, yeah, go for Iowa State. They uh, they got that quarterback with the long hair. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think exactly. No, I think it's a fun team to pick. Uh, they'll probably never win, but this is their year. They'll be that perennial upset team, and at least I'll be a fan for when they upset. I'm gonna get like an Iowa State shirt, a Washington shirt. So. Yes, yeah, so I'm pumped. I got. That I go, oh, Oklahoma State. Because I've already kind of been rooting for them anyway. So it just kind of makes sense. You know I'm going to make you pick an American team, right? Uh, well, I figure we're just going to do Power 5 schools. But yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm. Let's just do every conference. Fuck it, yeah. You know what I'm going to do, too? I'm going to make t-shirts for us. And just fill up the t-shirts with the, the schools that we're fans of. <laughs> yeah, and like those Yankees. Um, yeah. Is it Yan- uh, Yankees, Cowboys, yeah, and just and be like, I'm a diehard, I'm a diehard bandwagon fan for dot dot dot, and then I'll put the and it'll the be logos. for me it'll be Oklahoma State, Arizona State, yeah, and then we'll do Mountain Week, we'll do Mountain West next week. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll do Mountain West because yeah. we're, we're moving west to east, but we skipped over that. <laughs> right, so now we're going backwards again. We're like a drunk. We're like on a road trip, but we're drunk and we forgot something, so we have to go back. Well, we're, sometimes yeah, sometimes you just have to go south and then back up twice. So it's kind of yeah. Just the way the highways were worked out. Yeah. And also, before we move on, speaking of the American, I just want to let everyone know I, 
I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get tickets for the U of H Texas Tech game, and since Texas State was so gracious to let me have media credentials for their games, shout out to Texas State, love y'all for that. I was like, I'm gonna hit up U of H for media credentials to see if I can get on the Tech game. And I just got an email while we were talking. He said, I received your request for the Houston football credentials. I'm sorry, but we are unable to accommodate your request. So straight to the point. Yeah. So coming from an alumni to the University of Houston Athletic Department, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you suck. I spent that's, so much money there. Saying, that's their way of saying we look. We had an intern look up your podcast. Yeah. And we saw that they had like a hundred followers on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. If okay, I don't know. I've been so biased for U of H lately, and I think they're just turning me away from them. So maybe. Uh, when we pick an American team, I won't pick Houston just in spite of them and not talk about Houston anymore because I feel like I'm giving them free publicity that they don't deserve now. So, fuck you, Houston, and your athletic department. Okay, moving on. Uh, what else do you have to talk about? Because I've got some Reddit here first. I'd love to hear your Reddit here first. Extra, extra, read all about it. Read all about it. Yeah, so I figured this is a good week to bring it back because hey, there's been a lot going on on Reddit. The imperialism map, I don't know if you've heard of that. That has been hot on the streets. Oh, shit. Go check that out. I know I you know what's hot know on the streets. How to explain that uh, over podcasts. So it's kind of just, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cool map, though. To, it's gonna it's one of those that you have to keep up with every week. Um, yeah. Jay's so always hot up, on the streets. Just look it up college football imperialism map, and it should show you the Reddit um, thread. But another cool thing, this is some marketing guy. He's like he actually works in in uh, uh, some kind of marketing, not marketing. Um, I guess consumer behavior. So he does a lot of these. Right, uh, that's public polls. relations actually. He does a lot of these polls, like user polls. I was a PR major, and so, so I know. He was he came up with a like a superior way to do po- uh, college football polls that's better than AP, better than coaches. Granted, this is fan based, but. He did this. Uh, how do you, it's Max Diff? I guess it's some kind of system that you just have a list of four schools, and then you say best team and worst team, and that's your only options. Rather than looking at a long list of thirty plus teams and trying to rank them one through twenty-five, it just gives you a short list of four schools randomly, or maybe it's not random, but I don't know how the computer does it. Um, but you just say so. The example he gave was Kansas State, West Virginia, Georgia, Utah, and you just say which one's the best and which one's the worst and those are the only things you do and then it does it um, 24 more times and through all these crazy algorithms it spits out a, a ranking um, and he had over a thousand fans do this poll so this is kind of like a superior way and there's not much difference honestly with the AP poll but there's a few big movers like South Florida dropped out um, West Virginia jumped up into the top 25 so I mean probably not as cool if you're not looking at it like i am because he made it into a cool little presentation and so this isn't the imperialism map no this is completely different but this is definitely like those two things are probably the hottest thing on well, what's on what's the Reddit. what's the other one called this is called college football max diff fan poll that's m-a-x-d-i-f-f and look at i mean this dude put together one hell of a presentation that's why i believe that he actually works in an in industry Hmm. In the PR industry, he's a he's a market researcher. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. Did you find it? For you the just PDF? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the M D R G I S N C. 
Oh shit, yeah, it's a whole presentation. That's what I'm saying. It's so cool though. Oh my god. This is a lot to deal with. <laughs> but it shows the it shows the rankings just a little bit down. And then he even breaks it up into tiers. Mm. And like qualitatively explains it too. It's pretty cool. Okay. I do like the imperialism map. I looked that up. That's kind of fun. It's cra- yeah, it's really cool. For if um, you're I mean it's that one's hard to digest to digest. Well, it makes perfect sense though if imperialism for anyone that didn't minor in history like I did from uh, the school I will no longer name. It's if your team wins, they take that territory. Kind of yeah. like how Baker Mayfield did with Ohio State. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's pretty hard to explain. So let's just let them look it up. Well, I'm not trying to... it kind of works with the definition of imperialism. but I know, but then it gets into how do you take someone else's territory? What if they don't play you? What if it's like it depends on who you're scheduling? Yeah, that's true. Cool map, though. I like to see the, the team that will no longer be named over there in Arizona. That's kind of fun. Um, and then the final thing I had, uh, I'm sure you've seen this by now. <laughs> Honestly, this isn't anything new if you've been keeping up with with any kind of SEC or ACC message board. But some old Alabama fan uh, was not too pleased with Tua, I can't say his last name. Tua yes, Tagovailoa. That was so great. He's a big Ole Miss recruit, so that's the only reason I really know him at right. all. But he's the backup quarterback for Alabama, and honestly, could be starter uh, sometime this year. And he's from Hawaii. And so by the time I'm reading this, it's probably going to be old news. But uh, this was the post from this fan, and it's and it's titled Tua Dash Language Barrier. <laughs> and so it says. I haven't heard it mentioned, so I thought I would address the elephant, elephant in the room. He seems like a smart kid, so I'm wondering, or wandering, <laughs> how his transition to the States has been as far as communication goes. <laughs> Are we doing anything different, like special playbooks or relying on signals more when he's in the game? I thought I saw him point to receivers a couple of times, and defenses might catch on if he's pointing to who he's going to throw the ball to. The only time I've been out of the country is when I was shipped to Nam. And I was confused as a Yankee learning to square dance. <laughs> so he brought in like a personal anecdote yeah. to support his, his claims. Yeah. No, I mean, what a concerned fan. Good for him. Good for him. We should all be more like you just, him. You can't overlook any aspect. And <laughs> if maybe Tua doesn't understand English, even though... Uh, he's from the United States of America. No, he, yeah, he's born and raised in the United States. Uh, maybe there's just of like some lingo that that he doesn't get <laughs> I, hey, I mean it, it's hard to understand Alabama ever yeah that was that was one of the tweets was <laughs> was to his native language is english so he probably doesn't understand alabama <laughs> yeah to be fair i i i can respect that he probably doesn't understand what they're saying or the plays or mm-hmm. you know if he reads proper english he's right he probably can't read the plays in a playbook so yeah so good luck to tua uh, I'm sure he's already seen that that post by now. Oh, I wonder yeah. what he's thinking. I, like I said, I love the state of Alabama. So when I hear this stuff, I just love it even more. One of my yeah, favorite things. Um, and then, like I was saying, this isn't anything new. Like, this is just because someone grabbed a screen grab and shared it. But like, if if you if you frequent any of these fan bases uh, message boards, this is pretty common stuff. There's so much <laughs> uneducation. But it's pretty well written, so it's just—it's <laughs> wild that yeah, they, they're able yeah. to write but don't know things, but don't it, have any common sense. Yeah. Are there any teams that I should start frequenting more 
to get commentary like this, Jay? Well, I feel like based on this, probably Alabama, but also yeah, Tennessee's but got pretty infamous fans. I was going to say, let's not overlook some of the other SEC fan base. What about Mississippi State? You don't think they're going to have... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Mississippi State's just going to be flooded with Ole Miss stuff right now. Mm, okay, that's true. Probably, that's just not fun. Like it might be worth it. It's just going to be a lot of heat, and it's just going to be pretty... West, West Virginia, maybe. Maybe, yeah. That's not a bad one. Yeah, I mean... I think I tweeted this before. Some of I think the most underrated states, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, you know. So those are great states to, you know, follow their fan bases. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right, well, that's all I have. That's all I have. So that's going to be it for episode 14. Hopefully we come back with an interview at some point. Hopefully another school will give me media credentials because – the school that will not be named won't, and I'm about to send a heated email back in response. All right, so looking forward to continuously beating you, Jay, this upcoming weekend. And go buy our shirts. I'm wearing one of them right now. It's pretty fucking funny. We have like 12 shirts up. So. All right, well, I'll go I'll go post our picks on the website. They should be up sometime tonight. Okay. That, tonight, I mean tonight. Wednesday. Right, so then for the people listening, yeah, okay. Anyway, everything's posted. Everything's up. Follow us, like us, all that shit. All right? That's it. Take it easy. All right, peace. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.